Okay, Rabbi Sai, good evening, and thank you for uh, asking me to speak. I don't think anybody, any, any of us planned that it would be in this particular forum in this way. Um, and this is very unusual. We're going through very strange and difficult times. Um, at the same time, I think we have to sort of map out. I'm going to perhaps give a couple of thoughts of what is our voida. Again, this is personal ideas. This is not halachal emotion we This is just some thoughts um, of our avoda, of our of our job during this difficult time. Um, I think the first thing that's very unsettling for everybody is exactly that. There's nothing here that's actually left for us to hold on to. Um, this is a classic akadosh baruch meaning that we have here, um, normally we like to sort of hold on to different things that we uh, have for security. Either it will be uh, you know, medical statistics or medical advice. Of course, we've seen that that's, that's not in our hands. Well, as from Yidden, as from Jewish people, we have something that we also connect to quite rightly, which is Tfilah B'Tzibur. Davening in public, davening in our shuls, that is something which is very familiar to us, and we know that Be'ez Tzorah, we daven B'Tzibur. And yet, we don't even have that either during this time, and that is very important that people adhere to davening B'Yechidus, because Chamira Sakantami Isura, and we have to take every possible precaution to be Machmir, as we always are, when it comes to Bikrach Nefesh. And this is what Hashem wants of us. Hashem is not telling us, oh, I don't want your tefillah. He definitely does want our tefillah, and very much so. But it has to come from the privacy of our own home. And of course, the power of tefillah b'tzibur is something unique. But b'deles breira, when we don't have that tefillah b'tzibur, then it's clear that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to daven b'yechidus. Now you might say, what advantage is there to daven b'yechidus? Hazal says so many great things about davening with a minion, omenya heishmeri rabbo, the kayak of the tibur, and that is true. But if we have now the, I would say perhaps even opportunity to daven b'yechidus, it's important that we do so. Rabbi Vadi Yosef, when he was, um, I don't exactly know, I think around about in his 50s, he had a terrible eye problem and he was actually, the doctors predicted he would go blind. Now he was obviously distraught because Rabbi Vadio was a genius and a great Torah scholar. And of course learning Torah requires eyesight. It is not so easy to just listen to Shurim, especially for a Godel Hador. And Rabbi Vadio, he actually paskined for himself that during that period where his eyesight was literally on the line, he did not know what would be. For several months, he davened at home b'yechidus, and he explained the reason why he had to daven b'yechidus is because he said he wanted to cry in front of Hashem like a baby, and he couldn't do it but tzibur. In order to beg Hashem for the eyesight that he needed, he couldn't do it but tzibur, and so therefore he was matir, as it were, for himself, that he was to daven b'yechidus, and so it was. And even though for the rest of his life anybody saw pictures of him, he was wearing always dark glasses. That was because of his difficult 
eyesight that he had problems with, but Baruch Hashem, he was actually saved and he's, he was able to see for the rest of his life, albeit with a bit of difficulty. Nonetheless, he was able to read. And that's why if you see pictures, he's often very close up looking at texts, reading from Sforim. But that's an amazing piece of Musa that here we see he wanted to cry like a baby at home. And somehow there is an advantage of davening at home because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, yes, I know you're familiar with davening B'tzibur and everything about it is perhaps so routine that maybe a lack of routine will help us once again be machadesh and reconnect to tefillah. Because sometimes we're so used to going through the motions in a shul that uh, perhaps we can lack the, the heart that tefillah is. And therefore, now we can daven at the pace that we want to daven, that we can daven. We can say the words slowly. I don't mean that people weren't saying the words quickly in shul, but there's a pressure in shul. Am I keeping up? Am I going to be there on time with everybody else? Will they say Shema? How am I doing in my halalukas? Where am I up to? Can I get the whole tzibur? Now that we can daven be yechidus, it's important that we put kayach because Klalisol needs tfilus at this time and we need the rachamim from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and every tfilah counts. Every single person has to take tfilah very seriously because we need the tfilahs of Klalisol. That is what I would say is point one. Part of this also is, yes, we like to hold on to things that are so familiar well, this is Hashem's way of preparing us for Mashiach. It's called Chevle Mashiach. We all speak about, oh, there's going to come a time where there'll be a Beis HaMikdash. And we know that, yes, we, we daven and we speak about these things. But at the same time, we're very comfortable with the things that we're used to. We're comfortable with where we live. We're comfortable with what we have. And we like to stick to what is familiar. And when we're thrown and, and the, 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 the boat is rocked, and a Kodesh Baruch who's shaking the world upside down, it's unfamiliar. It's difficult. But what it does teach us is that it's time to step out of what is normally familiar, what we normally hold on to. Things that are not real, because we hold on to them because we just think that that's what it's all life is about. But now that we have an opportunity to really hold on to that which is the ultimate reality, as the Gemara tells us in the end of Saita, Hashem is our tzur, our rock. There's nothing stronger than a person can hold on to than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All he wants of us during this time is not to look for solutions, not to obsess in the news, in statistics, but to hold on tight and to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care. And I am there with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the more we bring Hashem into our life, we bring Him in, we are strengthening ourselves and we're bringing bracha to the whole world. And this is part of what Mashiach is going to be. It's going to be a new era. It's going to be unfamiliar. But if we now familiarize ourselves with our personal connection with Hashem, going deep into ourselves and connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then it won't be unfamiliar because Hashem is wherever we are, whatever we go through in our life, we know that's what we're supposed to do. And we say it and we... We know these things. These are facts that's known to every single Jew. But now HaKadosh Baruch is asking us to actually put things into place, to actually not just say it, but to live it. And to live in Munah, and to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
and to realize that everything's safe in the hands of Hashem. Everything's safe. Whatever happens in our lives, Kaddish Baruch Hu is there with us. Whatever happens. And that is our security that we always rely on. And that is the only security that a Yid really should be relying on. This is a time, as it's been described in the Novi, in Yeshaya, says, in Perechavov, Pasuchav, Leich Ami Boy Bechadarecha, Go, my people, into your rooms. And close your doors. Hide yourself for the moment. Until the anger passes. It's a difficult time. We lock ourselves inside, but we're locking ourselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the best place to be. Rashi brings a number of pshatim, and what does it mean to lock yourself one pshat is Bate Knesias, Bate Midrashos. As we said, we don't have that. But another pshat Rashi says, Look into, Go into your rooms, go into your cheder, which is your heart, and try and look into how can we better ourselves? How can we improve ourselves during this time? It's not about second guessing our Kodesh Baruch Hu, why is he bringing it, why is he not bringing it? That's not, uh, that's not what we're supposed to do. What we're supposed to do is, <coughs> we're supposed to understand that there's something we can grow from and we can improve ourselves. And that's called the comfort of being with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Betochen is a wonderful thing. And we speak about it. Now's our chance to put it into practice. This is called the Chevrei Mashiach. Chazal describe a woman in labor. This is the process of Mashiach coming. And it's very interesting that when a woman is in labor, there are contractions, there's difficult times, and then there's a little bit of a rest. And we've seen in history so many of these contractions, and people make a mistake and they think, okay, so Mashiach's going to come? Oh, it never came. As if to say that, oh, that, that didn't do anything. No, that's not true. Every contraction, everything that happens, every difficulty and challenge that we find ourselves in, builds towards that final redemption. And all Hashem wants is, are we going to be party? Are we going to be connected? Are we going to be part of that link in the chain to Mashiach? And we do that by holding on tight with our Emunah and Hashem and saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you run the world. At the same time, admitting and knowing that Hashem runs the world, it's incumbent upon us to daven for Rachamim. As much as we can daven for Rachamim Ratzon, for Klal Yisrael, for people that are going through difficulties in so many ways, whether it be those that are actually Chayla, whether it be those that are having a difficult time locked away, and, and everybody in their own way going through a, a difficulty of an Isoyan of not knowing. Nothing's known. Nobody knows what's going to be tomorrow, the day after. Pesach, there's no planning, there's no nothing. Every day, we're holding on to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What I wanted to also mention is perhaps something that from last week's parasha about the Mishkan. And with this, Be'ez Hashem also see a little bit of Chizuk. We're told that the Mishkan is complete and finally everything comes to its conclusion by the end of the parasha. But if we go back and we see one of the main functions of the Mishkan is that the Mishkan provides a place of Kedusha. It's a place of Gedorim, of boundaries, and in that place, there's Kedusha. 
and the famous posuk that describes the actual courtyard that makes the Mishkan can be found in Truma and again in Vayakel, similar posuk. You have to make the Kroshim, the beans for the Mishkan. They are the standing wood, cedar wood that creates the Mishkan itself. And the Mepharshim point out, the Gemara brings that, why does it say, you should bring the Kroshim. What are these Kroshim that are well known? So Chazal tell us, it's uh, well, these Kroshim, where, where's the origin of the, of the Kroshim, of the beans? Yaakov Avinu nota oisom b'shosh yor lemitzrayim. Yaakov Avinu, he planted them when he went down to Egypt. Omar Lebonov, he said to his children, Asidim atem lehigal mikan, you are going to be redeemed. Akadosh Baruch Hu osid leimalachem, mishatem nigolim shetansulas mishkan, you are going to receive instructions to build a mishkan. Ela omdu v'nota arozim me'achshov, I'm planting these trees now, says Yaakov. You will have these beans. It doesn't say Kroshim, El These are the ones that he, the father Yaakov had prepared. Oimdim doesn't just mean standing, but it means prepared. Yaakov Avinu had prepared these Kroshim for Klal Yisrael. When they come out of Mitzrayim, there's going to be these Kroshim. Now why was it that this had to happen that way? Couldn't Yaakov just tell them there'll be Kroshim later on? Why is the origin of these Kroshim from Yaakov Avinu? Not Avraham, not Yitzchak, but Yaakov. Now what we find with Yaakov is something very fascinating. Yaakov himself <clears throat> is the Bechir Shalavos, something unique about Yaakov Avinu. Avram Avinu, even though he gives birth to Yitzchak, there's still a Yishmael. That means you can be born to Avram Avinu, but it doesn't make you necessarily Jewish. Yishmael. Yitzchak, he gives birth to Yaakov, and also to an Esau. And Esau, he becomes a Yisrael Mumma, as is described. He leaves the fold, and he's no longer Jewish. But from Yaakov Avinu and onwards, now, once you're born a Jew, you will always be from Yaakov. You'll be part of Bnei Yisrael. And that is whatever happens. What's called in Chazal, which reminds us of the concept that no Jew will ever be left behind or ousted or is too far gone. If you're born a Jew, you are a Ben Yaakov. And this is specifically what Yaakov created when he gave birth to Bnei Yisrael. What's fascinating about these Atte Shittim is that Chazal tell us, the Kriyokar and the Balatum also bring that Shittim means a number of things. It can mean, like the Chazal bring down, the Kriyokar says, that the, the Mishkan came to be Machapa for a Maisa Shtus, for an action which was Shtus. And the Gemara, that's the Egel. He also brings from other sources, or Rebbe Bachai also brings that the it's machaper the 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 
Mishkan was machapa for the Maisa of Bnei Yisrael in Shittim, where we sinned with Bnei Smayov. That's when we did again another Maisa Shtus. What is the expression Shaita and Shittim? Is because as the Gemara tells us, Ein Adam Chaita Ele in Kainasa Nichas Barirach Shtus. A person goes and is a moment of insanity. And as the Gemara there in Saita also tells us, Ish Ish Ki Sishta Ish Ishtai. If he's Saita from the Derech, he goes off the path. That's called somebody who's Saita. Um, in fact, the Rambam, when he speaks by Hilchus, Saita writes it with a sin. It's going off the pathway. When we went and we unfortunately did that hate with the Maisa Egel, there's a straight path. We left the path. When we had the Maisa Shittim of the Bnei Smayov, there's a path, and we actually broke those boundaries and sinned with Bnei Smayov. But what is the Mishkan? The Mishkan brings back the boundaries. And the Mishkan says, Atzei Shittim Oindim. We're back inside the straight and narrow of the path of Derech Hashem. And in fact, what we find in Torah is that a Geder, Kol Mokam Sha'atamaitse Geder Erva Atamaitse Kedusha. A fence creates Kedusha. When you have boundaries, it creates Kedusha. The Mishnah in Kalim discusses 10 levels of Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, the highest being the Kedush HaKadoshim, the most boundaried place in all of Eretz Yisrael that only the Kohen Gadol is allowed to go in on Yom Kippur itself. So therefore we see that boundaries produce Kedusha. Kol Makim Erva Kedusha. Shabbos, there's more Kedorim, there's more boundaries, more Kedusha. This is a thought, but something that came to mind during this period of time, is that in a world where all the boundaries have just come down, physically all the boundaries have just collapsed, spiritually all the boundaries have been blurred. Ben Yisrael, La'amim, even crazy ideas between males and females, the boundaries have been blurred, the world doesn't know where it's going. And everybody's all over everybody else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's now put up all the boundaries. Each country, each place, each person, the boundaries have been put up, perhaps to teach us a little bit of Musa, that we need to have boundaries. We need to keep the Halacha, we need to keep the Kedusha and the Geder and the definitions. Each person has their Tachlis in the world, their boundary and their important piece of the puzzle. It's not all one big cholent, and everybody's not the same, everybody's different, and everybody has something unique to offer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world. But the boundaries are there to be kept, and actually to be enjoyed. Because if somebody sees boundaries, for example, of Shabbos, as something which is a limitation, misunderstood all of Shabbos. The boundaries create that Kedusha. And if we understand that Gede Erva creates Kedusha, and these boundaries produce holiness, then HaKadosh Baruch is teaching us, once again, that that's what makes the real Kaddish Tikka world. So therefore, <coughs> going back to Maisa Shittim, unfortunately, when it came to the hate of the Bnei Zmayav, Maisa Shittim, we went astray, we were soita. The Tikkun Adava, the correction is, Make those boundaries, make the Mishkan, bring back the Kedusha. And that puts us back on the straight and narrow. But the clear message of the Mishkan is that it's never too late. We don't say, oh, there's been the Chatoyim and the sins and we're so low and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's given up on us. No. Yaakov Abimi teaches us there's no such thing as a year that's lost. 
Yaakov Avinu is the man that goes into Golos. Yaakov Avinu is the one that teaches us the ultimate of Geula. Where is this from? A beautiful Rashi that comes up several times where Rashi teaches us from Chazal that Yaakov Avinu is spelt five times in the Torah with a Vav, Mole. And you'll find five times Eliyahu Anovi is spelt Choser without a Vav, Eliyah. For example, one of them in the famous end of the Haftarah on Shabbos HaGadol. It's spelled without a vav. Rashi tells us from Chazal, what that means is that Yaakov is holding onto the vav of Eliyahu Anovi. Eliyahu is the one that's going to be Mavasa, the Geula, is going to tell us about the Geula. And Yaakov Avinu insists, I'm going to make sure that the Geula happens. And I'm holding onto your vav until such time as the Geula happens. What is the significance of the Vav? Eliyahu Anovi ends with a Yud Kei Vav. The fi- that's Hashem's name, Yud Kei Vav Kei. The final Hey is when the Beis Amigdash will be rebuilt and this Galus of Kavod Shemaim will be revealed in this world. Hashem's presence will be revealed. That's the final Hey. The Vav is that connection which Yaakov Avinu says, I'm not going to give up on. I'm holding on to that Vav and it's not going to be let go of. I'm never going to let go of it until the Eliyahu Anovi comes. And as Mavasa the Geula, then I'll give him back the Vov. Because Yaakov Avinu is the one that teaches us that no Jew is too far gone. Yaakov, is the, him, his name itself is Yud, the highest letter, all the way down to Okev, the heel, Ikvasa de Mashiach. And here we are in the Ikvasa de Mashiach. And it's a difficult time. And it's, a, yes, a Chevle Leida. There's contractions. <clears throat> and we have to do what every year is supposed to do, which is, Go back into the world of Emunah, connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, daven, and be safe in the realization that we're always in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the safest place to be. So we have the Maise Shittim, where the boundaries came down, <clears throat> and the correction of that is the Karashim of the Atte Shittim, bringing back the Kadusha of the Mishkan. And Yaakov Avinu is the one that plants these, these cedar trees. Because Yaakov Avinu says, I'm going to make sure that the Kedusha is not going to be lost from Klali Sol. There will always be a Klali Sol, and Klali Sol will come back. Whatever happens, a Yid is always connected. As we know, Wherever we are, Yaakov Avinu is asleep in the Golos. He has a dream in the darkness of the Golos. The ladder is still there. We're always connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. These are the thoughts and the Hashkafa that a Yid has to have during these difficult times. But another, perhaps happier note, which we also have to connect to, and that is Tzipisa Yeshua, part of building the Chevle Mashiach, building for a greater world and a happier world, is the enjoyment and the, the uh, anticipation and the desire for wanting a greater world where Hashem is revealed. And this doesn't mean people make a mistake. What does it mean to want Mashiach? doesn't mean necessarily to jump up and down and sing songs. And you might ask, how many people throughout the generations, thousands and millions, have sang, but Mashiach hasn't come yet. But everybody knows that it is those people that said, they will be there when Mashiach comes. That's what we're supposed to do. Whether he comes or doesn't come, that's not in our hands. But what is in, in, what is in our hands is that we wanted him to come. We wanted there to be a day where HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be manifest in the world, where we won't have any tzoros, we won't have any difficulties, 
and we'll be able to live a life of Torah and mitzvahs and connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where Hashem will show that He's a loving Father of Ino of Harachamon. That's the world that we want. And Be'ez Hashem, can we imagine this year, and it's such a big mitzvah to do this, to imagine that this year we could actually still have a Korban Pesach in Yerushalayim. Can you imagine what it would be like to go to Yerushalayim and to have Pesach celebrated with all of Klal Yisrael, with this, the Ruach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence being felt and enjoyed by everybody. And we don't just talk about Klal Yisrael. We say, V'yeda kol pol ki ata pa'altoi. Everybody should know that Hashem exists. This is the days we anticipate and we look forward to. And that anticipation is a mitzvah. It's one of the questions we're going to be asked. Did you look for the Yeshua? Which means, did you hope for Hashem's world? Do you think Hashem wants to put us behind doors and give us this difficult sorrow? He doesn't want to. He just wants us to say, we want a world where your chesed and your rachamim and your ahava is revealed to the world, where we can serve Hashem and where the world can see the Yad Hashem and do what it's supposed to. And yes, in some way the world has gone crazy and we're begging and we're davening that the world should regain its senses and the senses are that it's Hashem's world. Nothing else that we can hold on to that we normally hold on to can will help. What helps is holding on to Hashem. That's what every Yid can do and must do. This is our Veda. Be'ez Hashem, we should be zaycha to see hasiraisi machala mikrebecha. Hashem should remove all machala from amongst us. V'nega la'yikrev ba'alecha. There should be no nega. The nega should be turned around into oineg. Oineg le'isaneg al Hashem, which is the tachlis of a person in this world to bask in the glory and the pleasure of how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give to every single Yid. May be Zoycha this year to see, to at least, number one, to be Makai in this mitzvah of Tepisali Yeshua, did you desire and want a better world, Hashem's world. And may we be actually Zoycha to dance all together, holding hands, greeting Mashiach, and dancing B'Simcha Rabba in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh, this year, V'noicha Hashem min Zvochim, min HaPsochim, we should be Zaycha to Mashiach Tidkenu, his Galus Kvet Shemayim, and Hera of your Amen. 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 Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, I hope you stand. Thank you, Dr. Spitzer. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I very much appreciate it. Everyone should be gesund and well and healthy. Amen. 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 We should all have a Lechayim now.